Okay. So the first time I ever watched Brokeback Mountain, it was at church camp. This is not just every... Wait, wait, wait. You can't do this to me. <laughs> what the fuck? I told you a good story. I mean, but like, we, we're here already. This is intense. Okay, go ahead. And it wasn't just like your regular, like, you know, middle of the road like, church uh, camp. Vacation it was Bible gay, study. It was gay cowboy church camp. No, God, no. <laughs> it was like, it was Quakers. So they were like what? super strict, right? And um, like they were the ones where like women can't cut their hair yeah so you see all these bitches with like long ass hair down to like their ass and then they had to wear like uh skirts women did and like three quarter length shirts it was a whole thing is that what horse girls are no okay i mean they could be but like they could be i just want to i'm old okay go ahead isn't uh, isn't like bridget having had this experience like surprisingly well adjusted well, we don't know the full experience. No, yet. I mean, just of go- going to this kind of church camp, which seems scary and frightening yeah, to me. Yeah, that does I went seem for scary. Like, I went for like five years. Oh, wow. Every <laughs> you summer. are surprisingly <laughs> well-adjusted. Um, I Look, it says she's not well-adjusted <laughs> at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you're adjusted well enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it instilled a lot of self-hatred in me. <laughs> anyway. As church will do. Church will yeah. do that. Um, anyway, it wasn't like part of the activities, um, (laughs) just to be clear. It wasn't on the roster. It was not on the roster. Um, my friend and camp roommate often, Robin, um, who I tried to text last night to tell her that I finally finished Brokeback Mountain and there were like, somebody replied and was like, Hey, yeah, you have the wrong number. And I was <laughs> real upset. You should just been like, uh, okay, then I want to tell you I finally finished it. You of me? <laughs> that's funny. Like, if I was that guy, I'd be like, that's awesome. Isn't it so good? <laughs> like, what'd you think of it? <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, continue, please. Um, but anyway, our friend Robin, she had brought her laptop, and you weren't supposed to do that. You were allowed to have your cell phones for some reason, you're allowed to have your like iPhones and shit. <laughs> But you weren't allowed Meta to... Mennonites got their loopholes, I guess. Right, yeah. yes. Um, you're lo- you weren't allowed to listen to music, though. What? Yeah. That's how the devil gets in through the ears. <laughs> Correct. You can't oh, listen yeah. to the blame it on the alcohol by Denzel Washington. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Sorry. Gold Digger feature- featuring... Featuring Denzel. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Sorry. You're listen, good. Yeah, listen to the last podcast and understand that one. Go ahead, Bridget. I'm sorry. I, I like to interrupt people and it's rude. No, it's funny. Okay, go ahead. Um, but so she had snuck her laptop in and she had downloaded onto her laptop a copy of Brokeback Mountain because she knew I was gay. <laughs> that was literally the reason <laughs> she did it for you. What's so sweet is she's just like, I got to help my gay Christian friend. I want to be supportive, you know? And so my cousin Tia and Robin and I... How old were you guys? Uh, probably 14, 15. Okay, gotcha. Um, we like, hold, held, like huddled up under... It was a bunk bed, right? It was like <laughs> attached to the wall. For some reason, that detail is very important for me to show <laughs> to you. And we were all like huddled under there. And I was texting my ex at the time. And we had like prank called, like, prank called her several times that day. It was fine. <laughs> um, and so then... So we're watching the movie. We're all settled in. It's like three in the fucking morning. And all, and like we're getting into it, like very into it. <laughs> I've watched Jake Gyllenhaal take it up the ass from Heath Ledger in this fucking Bible camp. It was great. It 
was fantastic. I'm so invested in the story right now. You have no idea. That's such. That's the weirdest thing to imagine. A bunch of Meta Knights are all gathered around watching Jake right, Gyllenhaal like taking the fucking ass. That's incredible. There's just three of us. There's just three of that's us. That's enough to make it interesting. Right, that's a crowd. That's a huddle. <laughs> yeah. That's more. That's a. That's a few. And so, um, and it, we're getting into it. It's like getting into the thick of it. They've like. I don't left. like that expression. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're getting into the thick of it. All right. Ew! I didn't mean that. But like. No. Um, we had also seen <laughs> no. Anne Hathaway's titties. It was great. I was you were like, wow, was- this makes it worth it for me. Like, thank God I went to this church camp so I could see some titties. <laughs> right. Yes. I was like, I had descended. You were probably sitting over there with your like straight friends like, I'm yeah. cool. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. All right. What do yours look like? <laughs> I just want to know that the you guys, same. we should practice kissing. Yeah, guys, I was just thinking. <laughs> no, one of them was my cousin. Oh, I That's forgot. Weird. I'm sorry. Um, we didn't see specifically the cousin. We're talking about the one that ghosted you and got a new phone. <laughs> Robin, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm sure you're not. But if you are, honey, <laughs> text me. Um, wow, I feel like I have competition from Robin. No. From some random Meta Knife like yeah. 4,000 years I ago. I think they were Quakers. <laughs> they are you Quakers. can't compete. Um, and she wasn't, they were, at this point, none, none of us in that like little group were actually in the church. We were just there because like it was the only time we got to see each other because Robin was actually from Wyoming. And huh. yeah, what a connection to Brookback Mountain, Robin. <laughs> She's like, actually, I was there. I was one of the sheep. And her family, <laughs> they couldn't her afford that many. I was an extra. Just shipped her off to an Indiana, yes, Mennonite fucking <laughs> camp. Yes, her mom, um, her mom went to that church camp as a child. Oh, okay, and so gotcha. then they made this huge ass trip cross country to Indiana just for this camp. Yeah, for a whole week. Oh God. Yeah. Landon, if you're out there, I didn't forget that you went to Canadian Fat Camp. I love you. Who? <laughs> Landon, the guy who makes our music. <laughs> wow. Love you, buddy. Aww. He's the one who always says it. But anyways. <laughs> anyway. Is that doxing? I'm sorry, Landon. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, him a little you were fat. It's true. <laughs> you can't deny that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Doxing Landon. It's okay. We love him. Um. So anyway... We're getting into it. We're really, really like, you know, I've seen Anne Hathaway's titties at this point. Yeah. Pretty sure we might have been in a sex scene. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking knock on our door. Oh, and no. Robin slams her <laughs> laptop shut. And we're quiet. Like, as if this is going to make something, somebody at the door go away. We're all just <laughs> silent. And they knock again. They're like, girls, girls, you need to go to bed. And she opens, this lady opens the store. I can picture her. Long, black hair pulled into a bun. All her hair was long. Yeah, you're right. Like, blue shirt, long skirt down to her fucking ankles. Oh it was a jean, jean skirt. She's in a jean skirt at three in the morning? Yeah. I That's think she down was, to her fucking ankles? Yes. Right, like, I'm not even kidding. It went down to her, these, this woman's ankles. That's how they have to, like, in those churches. Yeah. Like, they have to wear ankle I know they wear fucking potato shit. sacks and shit. I know. It's nuts. It's, it's insane. Tater sacks, dude. Um. She's like, girls, girls, you have to go to bed now. And then she saw the laptop and she was like, girls, you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to have that here. You should uh, contact your mom and she can come pick it up for you. And were you like, so just so we're clear on the rules, we're not supposed to be watching gay cowboy movies <laughs> <Yeah>. at church camp, <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> 
And so all of His us were like... His body was so hairless. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, all right. And then we, then we went to bed and we never finished the movie. And I never saw the end of the rest of the movie but, until but Bridget, last night. This I'm is the getting most there. important thing that she'll tell you. What? Oh, uh, you're I, talking about me. Yeah. Okay, so then years later, like a year later... A year later. Um, not a year later. A year ago. A year ago. Wait, I'm was, very confused on when this is happening. Okay. This so is a year flash, previous to now. Okay. Yes. 2019. 2019, yes. Okay, got it. Um, we were talking to cat to friends. That's fine. <laughs> we were talking to, cat, to friends. You know, you know your wife does not care enough to cut that shit out, so we'll just not care. It's fine. I, I was didn't talking say to a cat. Uh, we were talking was, to our friend, the cat. <laughs> In you know, hat? you know Salem. Maybe in you've heard hat. of him. Anyway, um, we were talking anyway. about the cat in the hat, <laughs> and we were talking about Brookback Mountain for whatever reason. And I, for somehow, somehow, I had gotten into my head that Jake Gyllenhaal fucked a sheep in that movie. What? <laughs> what? I'm, <laughs> like, is that why you're so worried about the sheep? Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't that, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that sound like something like a uh, conservative homophobic talk show host would say about Brokeback Mountain? Might I also like add, Rush Limbaugh's yeah. what just like... Fucking, or what fucking Lovecraftian nightmare was Brokeback Mountain to you where they were fucking sheep <laughs> on the mountainside? That I, is disturbing. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know like, how. I remember when Bridget said that to me. Like She made a joke about Jake Gyllenhaal fucking a sheep, I think, in Brokeback Mountain or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, so we're cross cut cinema. Anyway, and I was like, wait, 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 what? So and everyone had to educate me. No. So like that didn't happen. We're, we're cross cut cinema. I'm yes. Bree. I'm Madison. I'm Franny. I'm uh, Logan. Um, by the way, Franny is spelled F R A N I. I know I spell it wrong. I know. <laughs> so hey. uh, let's get back to the sheep. But I'm thank not you done for with the this. comments. <laughs> not I'm, done done with not, I'm not done with this. So okay, yeah. how many so how many years did you think that Jake Gyllenhaal fucked a sheep? Um, I was twenty two last year and I was probably like fifteen <laughs> when I watched it, so like seven like a years. Long time. I love that your parents still sent you to this Amish whatever camp well into like your like teenage years. <laughs> well, I wanted to go because the only time I saw, oh. got to see Robin. So just, you're like so gay and like the yeah. biggest movie in like the culture in which you've existed in. <laughs> you thought that the movie that all of the culture that which adored it had Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> fucking a sheep. And we were, and yes. we the gays were all just okay with no, that. Like we just like, accepted this, it. You're like, this is <laughs> our feature. This is the movie. Yes. This is the movement. He's fucking a sheep. Right. Yes. And I'm just like picturing Bridget watching it like when she was a child and being like, wow, I wonder when that sheep's going to come in. <laughs> like, I thought we were done with the sheep by now because we've already seen Anne Hathaway's titties. So like, are the sheep going to come back? Oh my God. <laughs> he fucks them. Oh God. I don't know how I got that in my mind. I really don't. I mean, that definitely sounds like something like a homophobic, like radio announcer would like, say. Did the potato sack lady run in the room and be like, he's fucking sheep. Turn it off. Like, what happened? Maybe. Although this is a different story, but it's very quick and I would tell it. 
My cousin. Uh, this, this is a podcast. You can tell as many stories as you want. You know what? You're right. I'm right, because not. we're so worried about time yeah. on this. On this. <laughs> right. um, but another year, different, totally different year. I think maybe after that, um, I was rooming in a different room, and I was apart from Robin and Tia, my cousin, and they snuck into my room. And Tia, for whatever reason, decided to lay on my bed and watch gay porn with the sound on. <laughs> and yet again, Bold. Bold. the same woman fucking knocked on our door and was like, girls, you have to go back to your own room. And I was like, I wasn't watching gay porn, I promise. Girls, try, quit trying to understand yourselves. <laughs> like it was, it was gay. Ma- it was male porn. What was gay up porn. with Tia's like desperation to understand like gay male love? I don't know. You'll have what? to ask her if I ever get back in contact with her because she also deleted her Facebook <laughs> and I don't have her number anymore. I feel I like maybe she's a, maybe she was a bit of an Alma, if you know what I mean. You know? Oh God! You know oh what I'm saying? God. I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe Alma. she had a gay husband and she felt weird about it. I mean, I don't I think mean, she had a she gay was- husband. She was 15. I was talking about the lady in the potato sack. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, oh, perhaps, maybe that could be, probably. Oh my God, um, have you seen? Um, <laughs> you thought of someone a fifteen-year-old fucking that one? Um, girls, something ministries. Oh yeah, yes. I don't wear makeup in a god honoring yeah. way. No, yeah. and like girl anxiety. Ministries? Yeah, no. Um, like, one of them is married to a gay man. <laughs> no, she's not. Oh yes. yes, yes, I love yes. that. No, no, yeah, she, she is. She is. There's a very cringy video of like them announcing like their engagement and like I remember seeing that. And so they they never kissed right they before never, they were married. Yeah, no, they never uh, kissed before they were married. Also, that. this guy is. Yay. How do you know he's gay? Like, did he come out and say it, or is he just it's gay? It's very clear. It's, it's literally exploding off. <laughs> she will like try to like do something, like touch him or something, and, and he'll like, like back no. away. Like, and like that's he, amazing. he literally does like the 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 Vogue bit. Yeah, he, he did like the Vogue thing multiple too, times. Like, oh God! Like, yeah. Oh wow! Like no straight man sits there in front of a camera and does that. Well, it's or not even mostly. It's not even that. It's the fact that like. Everything about him was so organically gay. It's like somebody spilled their gay extract all over him. Like, it was so obviously gay man. They were yeah. baking, and they spilled the gay extract everywhere. Wow. It was so obvious. And, like, every single time she talked about their marriage, she'd be like, yeah, awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Girl so, Defined Ministries. Yes, oh, I, I, I need that. to see a video of her gay husband. My, my favorite it's, video it's was great. when the video starts with, gay is not okay, and I was like, Whoa. Just boldly, first whoa, line, whoa, whoa. first line of the fucking video, and I'm, and then of course Cody Ko on YouTube. I love you, Cody Ko. Like was trashing her, and it was so <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, those are fun videos to watch. <laughs> yeah, oh, I boy. watch a lesbian, um, trash them. That's good. Stuff. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Actually, she's like dark hair. Yeah, I saw glasses. That video. Girl, I love her. Yeah, she's Girl to find ministries is exactly what my parents wanted me to be. <laughs> And I am not that. No, not at all. Oh, or at least wow. one half of my parents wanted me to be. <laughs> and uh, we 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 apparently have an LGBTQ film podcast. So I don't think you really. Yeah, I don't think I you mean, nailed it. I think like the, the, the <laughs> they twice now somebody has called us like a gay podcast, Woo! which I love. I also, as a straight man, I really will tote that. that. As a straight woman, I'm honored. As a gay, hi guys. <laughs> as another gay, 
Hey, how you doing? <laughs> one of you just like, as a gay, I'm offended. As a gay, <laughs> I, I hate it. it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love I that. Somebody on the last, the comments on the last video were great. We love them. Oh my yeah. God. So good. <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all gotta be nice to me. It's like, I love how savage you all are. I, I wish I wish I could even like, like when I leave comments on a, like a YouTube video, I'm always just like, great video. <laughs> and the rest of them are like, I'm going to rip your fucking heart out. Watch oh, me. But I do <laughs> want to say one thing about the comments of the previous video is we got some, there's some fuckery in those comments. Which, which comments are you talking about? Um, there are some, I can't even say it. There are some all lives matter people hanging out <laughs> in the comment section. And I just wanted is you to know. Boo sound bikes. I want to boo them. Perfect. That's close yes. enough, right? That's, that's good enough for a boo. I just want you to know that this is not the podcast for you. This is not content for you. Mm -mm. You are not welcome in this content. Yeah. And you shouldn't listen Trump to it. Listen to worse things. Yeah. The and Trump 2020. Yeah. Get out of here. And for that, for the person who Get said it wasn't swamp. even worth finishing, if you mean that on the merit of our ability to have a podcast, that's fine. Yeah, no, if you that mean, is not for you. Like, yeah, if, right. if you mean that we're just bad at podcasting, that's cool. I respect your comment. If you mean it because we had a positive episode about an important issue, you then can go you... blow dogs for quarters, bitch. Yeah. Ew. Ew. You, you can go expression? do like Jake no. Gyllenhaal and Brokeback Mountain yeah. and fuck you can a go, sheep. You can go <laughs> fuck a sheep at Meta Knight Camp. <laughs> um, no, we always welcome criticism, just not fuckery and hatefulness. Yeah, there's no yeah. between yeah. criticism and just downright hate for no reason i mean yeah i mean here's the thing too if it was honest personally that'd be one thing like if you were like man logan sure is a fucking boner i'd be like whatever that's cool <laughs> i mean i i, I I'd love to be called a boner. would agree but when you when, I, you when you like say things that are like against a human's basic rights like, yeah you're like, kind like, of a ooh, fucking ooh, dude. nope get out of here but we'll leave the comments we'll just make fun of you yeah. yeah yeah trust me you'll you'll be there you'll be there to ridicule by all of our <laughs> gay fans that will rush over and destroy you yeah. 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 Anyway, I but like I love any comment dragging me. I think that's great. They're you're, really, you're welcome to do that. Y'all are funny. They're really funny. I want mm -hmm. more attacking me. I feel like all of mine have been kind of positive or just not there. <laughs> I know somebody said you're a boy Be with meaner. a brain. They're totally wrong. And they said it was uh, refreshing. <laughs> yeah. And also then they said Black Lives Matter. Uh, people don't say oh, shit yeah. like that about me. Like I feel like Bridget. That's not true. I distinctly remember a comment where a lady was like, Madison is correct. I mean, correct, but yeah. I'm not refreshing. No, correct is the most powerful I statement guess someone true. I guess say. to be correct is amazing. Because that means that there's nothing incorrect I think everyone you. else has been called some version of like cute or adorable, but not me. Not me. I just got told that somebody No, somebody me. said that you and Logan were cute one time. No, they, like, they, a long time. No, they, said okay. we, they said we were funny. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about our first comment ever. Struggles bees. I'll never forget you. Struggles bees. <laughs> Come yeah, back, buddy. Where have you been? Ooh. Struggles bees, dude. What uh, a, what a time. Also, I just want y'all to know if you want more of my crazy um camp stories, I have so fucking many. Just subscribe to our Patreon. Like Yeah, dude, yeah. Patreon content. Yeah, that would sure. definitely be some Patreon content. I have Heck yeah, so we can just do bonus episodes that are or just like little minis that are Bridget mm -hmm. talking about church camp. Yeah. It was it was a crazy time. Like it was Whoo Lord. <laughs> His name in vain. <laughs> I, I I have other crazy stories I'd love to share at some time too. Yeah, so. um, absolutely. Ones that are not occult related, but we'll get to occult stuff eventually again yes. too. Yes. Would you consider? I that have a plenty cult? of ideas. Almost. I definitely think it's. I think. I think the church camp I was at and was, was definitely a little cult. more like a, more like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> like a cult. A, cult. a cult. Singular cult. <laughs> but um, I think um. We'll talk. We'll, I have just had an idea. We'll talk about it off. The okay. Air. Cool. Hey. Um, but Burnback so, Mountain though. Two thousand five. The classic 
broke back mountain. Ang Lee, right? Is that correct? I think it's Ong. Ong Lee. I think it's Ang Lee. But or maybe it's Anj. I don't know. I think it's Ang. Mm. That's cool, though. We don't know well, for whatever. sure. I mean, whatever. You're a fucking genius director. Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Sure. Whatever. Why not? Um, you have the late, great Heath Ledger. And, of R. course, R. the always masterful Jake Gyllenhaal. His smooth, smooth body. <gasps> yes. I was just going to talk about Ooh. that. Oh, my God. He was the smoothest body I've ever seen. Real quick. Before we do, we always do this. Let's, for the Let's actually who talk about People it. who yeah. haven't seen the movie. First of all, it's three ninety nine and basically all streaming platforms. So go ahead and go rent it and watch it, especially considering it's Pride Month. Yeah, guys. it's Pride Month. Yeah, it's Be Pride gay. Month. They do crimes. And also, <laughs> um, I just want to say this too. I think you should see it because there is a large disinformation out there because of like parody culture that thinks that this is just a movie about two hot cowboys gay that cowboys, go up in the mountains yeah. and fuck each other. And this movie also to the point where Franny literally thought that's what it was. Yeah. And Bridget thought Jake Gyllenhaal fucked a goat, a sheep, a sheep. A sheep. I'm sorry, not a goat. Denzel. Uh, you, guys want to know, you guys want to know something? What? <laughs> Whenever we would play board games as a family, and um, Us? like some no, no. Like me we and my, do that. me and my, we could do that. I yeah, would really I mean, like to do that. Maybe that, sh- that should be Patreon content as well. I just love playing board <laughs> games. Yeah, or you could play, or we could live stream. You guys could play Jackbox with us. That'd be cool. Hey, that would be fun too. But anyway, whenever we play board games as a family, if someone was gloating about their win, my parents would say, "Those who gloat, fuck one-eyed goats." Oh, I've heard that. So story. you all should remember yeah. that. What a fable! What a what yeah, a fable to hear at a tender age too. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie. Wait, gets wait, wait, like wait. I, we, didn't, we didn't get to the part where we yeah, explained the talk plot. About the movie. Do you want to explain the plot? Oh, are we explaining the plot? We, we should, never do that. We should do the over because people watch this or listen to this podcast without seeing the movie. Okay, just give yeah. it. You don't have to give it in detail. Just yeah. the general overview. What is the movie about? Okay, so yeah, so I mean, on the surface, they are cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's sensibly. true. So Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger mm-hmm. and Jake Gyllenhaal don't know each other going into this, but they both show up to do the same job, which is herding sheep up yeah. Brokeback Mountain, which is in Wyoming. And Wyoming's beautiful in this movie. Like you could just watch this movie with the sound off and just like look at how beautiful Wyoming is. It's like a screensaver. Yeah, you can totally, totally Jake do that. Gyllenhaal's like back is. <laughs> yeah. really right, in his like naked body. <laughs> and um, then all of a sudden there's gay sex. Correct. <laughs> I don't know if it was all of a sudden though. I mean, it wasn't really all of a sudden, but there was, like, I mean, there was yeah, legitimate right. tension. You knew when he was like, well, I mean, we could sleep, we could sleep in the same place. Yeah. We could, well, I mean, if you had the sound off, we couldn't could, do that. You could tell. He had the little bit of the Yeah, he was giving eyes. them the looks. His skin was softer than usually. He just put on lotion and like rub goat's milk or sheep's milk <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> for that. There's, so, there's like such a gay cinema has just like... It's all about the looks, the dude. The gaze. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the gaze. And like, honestly- That's a real thing. It's not it mine. Is. Yeah, it no, is. honestly, this is like true to real life too, being gay. is like you see someone and you like think they might be gay, so you kind of look at them, but then you like, you look away and then you like look at them again and then you look away. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that's more of a mental gymnastics to- Yes. Try to because you people are so much more offended. He said you people. No, I said people are oh, so I think much. He said you people. No, no he said people, people. People are so much more offended when somebody comes up to them and they're the person is gay and they're not gay versus when gay people get hit on by straight people. They're just like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not into that. But like, there's so many occasions where like a dude who's straight, if he gets hit on, he's like, whoa, are whoa, you trying to rape me right here? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you got to do the glances. You got to like yeah. get your little looks in. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so. They're herding these sheep on this mountain and, you know, it's just the two of them on the mountain and 
you know, at the beginning of the film, like Heath Ledger's character is very quiet. Like he doesn't say a whole lot. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character says a whole lot all the time, which does not change. But they sort of like begin to develop this companionship between them. And one thing leads to another. You know, we're, we're doing some covert glances. We're looking at each other, feeling a little repressed. And then all of a sudden uh, <laughs> they get drunk together and Heath Ledger so basically what happens is one of them has to sleep with the sheep. The other one has to sleep on like a designated campsite. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get drunk together and Heath Ledger's character, his name is Ennis. I guess I could just say Ennis, mm-hmm. um, gets drunk. And so he can't go back to sleep with the sheep and they end up sharing this tent together and they make gay cowboy love okay. as it were. So that's, very, that's, that's a very detailed version of the beginning, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to just give it over. Okay. So view. after this happens, you know, they go back down the mountain and then they go their separate ways. They both get married. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character has a son and Heath Ledger's character has a couple kids. And then eventually, like after I think like four years, they get back in contact. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes sort of like a regular thing that they see each other on Brokeback Mountain and they like camp out and, you know, yeah. make and gay the, cowboy the love. The general idea of the movie is it, it, it's all about the idea of like, the, the lust and like the yeah. liberation that they have with each other. Yeah, because you're following their lives normally, like their normal lives with their wives and children. Um, and so they, yeah, they continue to see each other until eventually. Well, let's not get to, let's, let's, let's I think they got enough now. I think oh, okay. the, movie. the idea is we always go into spoilers and then people don't know what fucking anything about the movie <laughs> right now. We have the idea that these are, this is about a tale of forbidden love. Yes. And they're coping with the fact that they can't really be together just because of the way things yeah. are. As and far like as something norms. that happens throughout the movie is Jake Gyllenhaal's character says like, you know, we could, we could have a life together. Like we could buy a ranch and we could live together. And, um, you know, Heath Ledger's character won't have it. Well, I mean, which makes sense. Like there's not, there, it's not like he's yeah. like, no, I don't like you like that. It's yeah, like, I mean, you know, we, he we has can't a really do that. good reason. Well, yeah, first he has off, trauma. Yeah. First off the movie takes place in the sixties. Yes. And he talks about how, when he was a kid, like nine, his dad took him and his brother out to see this body that I guess his dad found and didn't report. Or a, potentially his dad right? killed the person. Yeah. yeah he did kinda, say it's that. implied. That's kinda, yeah. Um, about like this, guy that was rumored to be gay that like oh god he yeah he was murdered up shit yeah he yeah, like he pulled off his penis and like shit like that, right? his dick yeah okay yeah so it's, it's upsetting <laughs> all right yeah it's very upsetting so um what do you guys think as far what as you want? that blanket uh i can't reach it then you're, never you're mind cold? you're crazy I'm, are you okay are you gonna I'm make it go get the blanket it's okay yeah you could get up and get the blanket yeah. all right Nobody's gonna. Sorry. Anyway, we okay. so so um, the thing with this 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 feature um, it is kind of it's it's one of these great movies. Like it's it's like a it's like literally a classic. It's yeah. grown into be like an a, such an important film in history. Yeah, it's like and, the gay movie, you know. And you know, whenever people want to talk about oh things have been very progressive for a long time, just remember that Crash, the overrated Hallmark film, <laughs> won Best Picture over Brokeback Mountain simply on the fact. I don't care what anybody says. This is the truth. That it was about two leading males being in love with each other. Yeah. And and it's even shown more that Brokeback won the most awards that year, except for Best Picture. Right. I mean, it's such a, like, good movie. And it's so beautiful. Like we were saying, like, this is Wyoming propaganda. Yes. And not only that, but they, they won it. Like, there were so many other better movies that year, too. There was Walk the Line. 
There was all these different films, but Crash won because Crash, if you've ever seen it, it's almost kind of fucking racist. So I'm sure one day we'll review that. But it's one of the biggest injustices as far as like cinema rewards goes. Brokeback Mountain, in my opinion, was the best picture of 2005. I don't think there's any debate on it Mm -hmm. for me. Um, One of the things I really loved about it, and I think you guys can agree, was the cinematography. Yeah, it was so yes. beautiful. Fuck me, mm-hmm. dude. It was so great. Every single shot was like a painting. We were all like, let's go. Yeah, we were like, can we take a trip to Wyoming? And it's really interesting, too, how that, that cinematography kind of works for the movie because a lot of times when you see both of the the main characters in their like normal lives where they don't get to see each other dull. things are yeah yeah things are very dull and they're also kind of cramped like especially Ennis's character you know it's him and like a, it seems like a bunch of kids it's only two but it just seems like a lot going on in this very small place and like but then you get the scenes of them together in the mountains and it's like these wide open spaces and it's beautiful and like it looks like heaven and like i think that that that's really intentional is like how how like serene and how peaceful and amazing that is when they get to be together. The daughter's Kate Mara, right? <laughs> well, is I don't that know. Her name? I, I, House of Cards, <laughs> other stuff like that. Let I'm pretty me. sure it's Kate Mara. Related I'll, to Rooney? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah, if I it's Kate so. Mara, I think they are related. Yeah, but um. I had no fucking idea that's who that was until we rewatched <laughs> it the other I, day. I, I didn't really. This movie has, like, the best fucking cast. Yeah, it really does. For, That's like, a great cast. And the funny thing is, it doesn't need to because it's such a small, like... Like, it could just live on Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, who, by the way, like, that is some of the best performances. That's... that. Yeah. I know people love the Joker, but that's Heath Ledger's best performance yeah. in his career. It and makes you cry, dude. It's like Jake really Gyllenhaal's does. top two. Yeah. Um, next to Bubble Boy. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like... The, the the rest of the cast is great. You got like Anna Ferris, you have Dan yes. Harbour. Like of small and small yeah. roles that like You have Linda mean, Cardellini. Anne Hathaway is so good in this Anne Hathaway, Hathaway I was gonna mention, yeah. Like, like she plays that titties. character really well. Absolutely. The tender Absolutely. age of fifteen. <laughs> yeah. You still think about that? Oh I you you bet, dude. I mean, <laughs> you bet. You betcha. Like wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, this movie's like everything about it is just so beautiful, and like everything about it is really intentional too, just in the way that things are constructed. I love the score for this movie. The tw- the country twang moments. Yeah, they're just like these occasional like little like twinges, and it's like it feels like your little heart is twinging as well. And what's really crazy about it is that there's so much like pe- there's so many people who won't watch this movie. I think yeah. that if I we're gonna that ignore like- that. Like this movie has been memed on a lot yeah. too. So many it people really watch has. this movie when it's it's for one, so well crafted. Yeah, but also it's like ironically, like I guess it's not it's not really irony. It's just truthful because I even sound stupid saying it's ironic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most masculine films you can watch. Oddly enough, like it, it has it doesn't have toxic masculinity so much in the sense that like they are still very much men. They may yes. love each other absolutely, but they, but they are strong. And they yeah. persevere through a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And it's, it's a good message and for even straight dudes. And they do dudes. have to prove their... They do feel like they have to prove their yeah. masculinity. But the film never says, this is the right thing for them to be yeah. doing. And, and the, the other thing, too, is like there's something that the straight man can learn about being emotionally vulnerable. Because they're yeah. still... They're, there's never a question in the film, are these dudes tough, right? There's never yeah, a question, right. like, are, these are they cowboys, dude. They're like, fucking cowboys. 
and they're able to talk they're able to speak at terms with each other and and be emotional and vulnerable in that way especially jake gyllenhaal's character yeah and i mean like mm-hmm. yeah and Heath ledger less so but like he shows it in like quieter ways yeah. which is really interesting and he's and here's the thing i feel like so much in like maybe you know this is this is like the opposite conversation that portrait's mm-hmm. gonna be so many movies are like through the male gaze right mm-hmm. this movie still has that but the good thing is that everything that's done in it isn't like it's not conventional yeah like it's willing to show you the strength of these characters and it's willing to not hide the fact that these are like manly men these are dudes that kick up their feet drink beer go fishing mm-hmm. yeah and it's willing to show you that and show you that it's not that's not it doesn't have to be a fucking bad thing or be seen as like a yeah, negative yeah. Thing. like and like also to say that being gay and being tough or mutually exclusive they're mm-hmm. not like you can like, like these, this they're the toughest motherfuckers i right. swear there are so many cowboy movies you would watch where these two would whoop their fucking asses. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, but that's just something that I kind of gravitated towards with the movie because, like, I mean, I'm, this is definitely, like, not a big deal and my woes are nothing. Yeah. But there is there is a, a, a thing in society where, like, dudes are not allowed to be emotionally vulnerable at all. Yeah. And this movie is, like, such a good message to, like, get the fuck over it. It's okay to be like that. Yeah. Whether you're straight, yeah, gay, whatever. Because I feel like they're the happiest when they're with each other when they're when they're yeah. able to be vulnerable and the scenes where they have to act tough they're like so fucking miserable. Yeah, and like I don't know, I I love a good like western movie and I like cowboys and I I like I definitely like have a sort of romanticization of like the west because I love it. Um Django is my favorite Tarantino I fucking movie love it. so love um, anyway. But yeah, and like and so so this movie's really cool cuz it like it subverts those expectations of what that person is supposed to be. And like the strong, and like the idea that the strong, silent cowboy type is actually like a person who's hurting a lot, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like also historically, cowboys were real gay. Like just that's just a fact. I don't know if that's a fact, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it's like there are definitely records of like a lot of were, times these were relationships. Were there gay cowboys yet? Yes. Were Were they exclusively gay? No. Well, no, but I mean, I was saying like it happened. It happened a lot because you know it was a lifestyle that. You didn't have to be oh, tied down mm-hmm. or get married or mm-hmm. like all this that stuff. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. I yeah, no, that's about true. That. Yeah, so I mean, it was like, it was a con. I mean, it was somewhat it's a easier common. for them to kind of like hide the it. The way in which you worded it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean like all <laughs> cowboys are gay. I just meant that like it was common for cowboys to have gay relationships Definitely. and to like, you know, be gay the, together. The loner, the most of the loner like lifestyles back then, you would see that a lot. People right, that couldn't yeah. really fit in. Absolutely. Same thing goes with like people who were like trans and stuff in that period yeah. of time. Like they're and I mean that's what you see with like Heath Ledger's character is like he doesn't know how to be. I mean he he's so enwrapped in his work and his job that I mean he's even like you know that he obviously he doesn't love Alma. I mean that's a pretty obvious thing. He can't yeah. because it's not somebody he can. I mean he love her as a person and respect her, but ultimately yeah, and, like, he loves his kids and he loves. But that, that's what I was gonna say. He loved his kids a lot and he still couldn't find a way to be like super present for that. Like he loved right. them a lot, but he was so wrapped up in like that loner stuff because he couldn't, he couldn't be vulnerable in that moment. And he couldn't be who he was with yeah. anybody. He couldn't, he couldn't be him real self and his real self. And it made him it really, real self. Him real him self. Real I mean, self. Dude, he couldn't this be movie, him real this self. movie is really powerful. It'll make you emotional. You know yeah. what I mean? I would have probably never watched this movie if it wasn't for that podcast, like <laughs> for this podcast, because I mean, I've just been told like, Oh, it's just, 
I genuinely thought it was going to be two hours of these cowboys fucking on this mountain, which like <laughs> isn't wrong, but like not usually my cup of tea. So <laughs> I would watch the. I would watch two hours of, that. of cowboys on the mountain, but that's fine. And I also didn't know Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. I thought it was like an old people movie about an like, old people what? movie. Well, well, I mean, I guess a little. It can be. I mean, any yeah. sort of like. It's very sense and sensibility in, in the way it delivers some of its stuff. It's very subdued. Yeah, like, but move, that's like, true. You don't see him like whip out a dick and slap him in the face with no, it. That would very, be amazing. That would be great. That would but be that's very, not like, what this movie is. But I just loved it. I love this movie. There so are so much. many like small moments about this movie that like kind of break your heart a little bit. Yeah. It, it will fuck you up. For a lot of up. it. Um, what, like what? When, when Jake Gyllenhaal like lassos him. Yeah, like, the blood on the shirt. Sure, the shirts. Like I, you cannot talk to me about that. Like I, I will cry. I might be jumping the gun a bit, but there's always one point in the movie that gets me. That like I'm, I'm, I've, I've seen it a few times now. Yeah, but whenever the key comes downstairs and he's holding the fucking shirts, and mm. the mom just breaks out the brown paper bag and puts it in there for him. Yeah, that's like a moment of like I understand completely who you are, and I yeah. like accept that this is who you are, and I and I you. You took care of him in a way, and I want to take care of you in a way by giving this to you. Yeah. And that is she, some heavy emotional shit. And then she asks him to come back and visit them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she wants yeah. to, like, care for him. She's like, she's like, well, you were you were his person. And he, right. in a way, you tie me to him. You know, like, you're, you're still an attachment I have to him because he's gone. Then you fucking just cry your fucking yeah. eyes out because you can't handle it. And like basically for the rest of the movie, you're just crying. Yeah, because then the, and end, then the yeah. end shot of the movie where the, he still has those shirts like tucked inside of each other, and ugh, it's too much. It's too much for me, and man. Then, then the just mm. the the window panel shot where you can look out and just see right. the grass and the openness of it, and it's like oh. just the po- like just the postcard right next yeah. to the yeah. shirt. Mm-hmm. It's a little shiny. And like. Down. And and one of the moments that like Are really you crying right now? no, but God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> but God damn it, like one of the moments that really like gets me too is when Jake Gyllenhaal's character tells him he's like you know we could have had a good life together like we yeah. could have had something but you didn't want it and like now all we've got is this that confrontation scene is yeah like it's one, like so good it's one of the most powerful scenes in the film and it really yeah. was you know I, I know a lot of people look at that and that's like kind of iconicized and when people see it again they're like. Oh, I know. I what wish they're gonna I say. could quit you. you yeah, know, but, oh, yeah. but like, it's not funny, dude. Like, that's just it, serious. When it's happening, it's and so Jake Gyllenhaal himself real. has actually talked mm-hmm. about this. Like, like that scene has become kind of a meme. But he's like, no, like that scene is really serious, and yeah. like it's, it's a really like powerful moment. I mean, it's about like, you know, like there, there's it's it's about so much you can't really lay it out in just a yeah, few statements. It's like yeah, it's it's such a multifaceted, multiple yeah. meaning scene, right? Where there's all these emotions, and it, it's crazy because usually in a movie. This one's very subdued, but in a lot of movies, there's all this emotional buildup, and then there's a big collision. I mean, there, there's a lot of emotions going back and forth, but it really just kind of like comes into a gentle slide and just yeah. And then goes how off. it ends, it doesn't end with them storming off. It ends with Jake Gyllenhaal holding him. Yeah, and then that's the fucking last time they, you know, like it's just yeah, it's really fucking difficult to yeah, like think back on even because you're just like. I almost wish they would have exploded more because I feel like there would have been more of a sense of closure for them. But that just has everything to do with the message of the movie of having yeah. to hide your emotions. I know if, if the characters could go back and have that conversation again, it would be wildly different and more open. But right. they don't get to do that because of what the film is actually yeah. about. 
Right. And that's, that's, oh fuck, that's heartbreaking yeah. enough. That you can hear it in my fucking voice. Yeah, yeah it's like that very is, upsetting. That, that scene, when you really break it down, it's basically telling you, like, no, they, they don't get to have even the closure. They don't get to have the happy ending, but they don't even right. get to I have mean, because that they last all, moment. Like, because they, they thought that they would see each other again, and, yeah. like, they thought they would keep seeing each other, and it's very upsetting. And then the worst part is Enos has to think, you know, like, oh, I should have done August. Like, I should have fucked off with that job because November yeah. November never came right for him. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. that's fucking awful. You know? Also, one scene that breaks my heart is when, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's character Jack drives all the way out to like see him and then he has because his, his divorce yeah. came through and then he has to like turn around and drive back and, and like he's crying. and he's crying and like I'm crying you know what I thought was interesting about Anne Hathaway's character mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who watch this movie and, and rightfully so they kind of see her as like a bit of a hag character you know like she's in the way mm -hmm. um, but they're as cold as she felt towards Jake Gyllenhaal's character mm -hmm. When that phone call came through with Enos, she was. I she keep saying Enos. En Ennis. It's Ennis, definitely Ennis. Ennis, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Heath Ledger. I'll just say the names. It doesn't matter. It's a very ridiculous name. Ennis? Um, yeah. It's too Southern for me. I can't I like pronounce it. that shit. Ennis Delmar. Ennis that's a Delmar. great name. I mean, that's the most Southern shit you'll ever hear. But also <laughs> Jack Twist. Jack Twist isn't that Southern. It's a good name, though. It's a good name. It's a great name. Yeah. Should have sold mm -hmm. Miss Twist. Sierra <laughs> Mist. Anyway. Um,. No, she, she kind of understands, like, I think she always understood, but she really kind of, like, relates in that moment with him mm -hmm. and gives him that information of, like, you know, like, it's down with his family now, this, that, and the other. Yeah. It'd mean a lot if he's, like, like, if, I feel like a lot of people, if they were her character, especially at the time, yeah. there would be an immense grudge and anger, but she yeah. fucking knew who Jack was. But I mean, and like also at the same time, you know, they were together because she sort of knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and, she, and like, you know, her marriage yeah. like that allowed her to have kind of what she wanted in her mm -hmm. life too. Yeah. Definitely. I remember like, I liked one of the lines that Jack said about their marriage. He said like, we could do it over the phone. Yeah. Like, that was just clear that like, sh yeah, they and were each other's. Dad cover yeah, for their lives also like versus alma too who like it's such an upsetting scene where she confronts him at thanksgiving it's so because it's like it's so needless it's over and done with well that, it's upsetting was, because that, this is something she's been harboring well like harboring for years and right, never like, gotten you could have said that to him at any time but, but that's actually that's what highlights my point with the right. with the other with anne hathaway's character is the fact that she there is i think that people suffer from pride they always will yeah so i for me i feel like if a like a normal person would have been how alma was yeah so when anne hathaway's character wasn't that's yeah. why i draw it out as she's a better character in yeah. general definitely she doesn't have that pride or like complex. a better person not necessarily a better character well you, like, know, what you know, know what i mean she has better yeah. character yeah how about that yeah yeah because i would say like i find both characters really interesting and like yeah i find mm -hmm. alma's character really interesting and like i get where she is coming from in that like it would be upsetting and it would be really hard to find that out it, especially like in the time period like people aren't as understanding yeah. of that kind of thing mm -hmm. but like you didn't have to bring it up at fucking Thanksgiving, and also, dude. Especially you had right. years. Things yeah. were also going well. Yeah, like, things were going well, especially with her character, though. Because I mean, that this is still kind of like um, society, but especially back then, like women feel like they have these boxes traditionally that they need to check off, like yeah, having a husband, having kids, having a job, and I mean, she had that all with Ennis, so then to find out that it was yeah. all a lie is upsetting too. I mean, obviously, I've feel worse for ennis because fuck but yeah. 
that's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking on both ends. It's, it was like kind of interesting to watch this movie because I hadn't watched it since I was like much younger. I was probably like also 16 the first time I watched this movie, but I watched yeah. it all the way in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> and I like sobbed after I watched this movie too. I like I cried you. real hard. I cried, but, um, Sean, if you're out there. We cried with your father. Oh. Three straight men that cried all together. <laughs> it's he, sad, dude. Like, it breaks your heart. He entered the room. We were watching Brokeback Mountain. I don't fucking even remember why. I really <laughs> cannot pinpoint how Brokeback Mountain made it from wherever it was to the television. Mm-hmm. And his dad comes in and he goes, you guys watching something gay? Because it's like 2005. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. What is it? <laughs> and then he sat down and watched it with us and we all fucking cried. So, Sean, if you're out there... Scott, if you're out there, I almost cried again. And I thought of you guys. Oh, was it good? Is it, that was that's um, definitely like a very vivid memory for me. But like something that didn't really resonate with me, um, well, the first time I watched it, but that really resonated with me the second time is there's this line um, that Ennis says to Jack, and he's like, "Do you ever just feel like you're walking out in public and you step or you step into a room and just everybody knows, and you're they're looking at you and you're looking at them and you they, you just know they know and like." I don't know. That hit different, dude. It really does. I feel like that's something that me and Franny are not going to understand. For no, 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 probably not. Yeah. But, but, like, but I, I do see like the powerfulness in that written word. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I mean. Like sometimes you just walked into a room and it's like really heterosexual in there. And yeah. you like, you're like, oh God, everyone Especially knows like it's about me. With where we live. We live in the Midwest. Like it's right. not like we're in like California or anything. Right. Like, right. There's still places that are very prejudiced around here right. against everything and everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That was something that really stuck with me. Cause I guess I like, I was, I wasn't like, I mean, I was, but I wasn't like fully, you know, like. I wasn't shouting from the rooftops that I'm gay. I wasn't saying it on a podcast every week. No. Um, <laughs> but so like I hadn't like started to have that feeling yet, but like now it's like, yeah, I'm just like in a room and I'm like, oh, these people know. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I think that that's why it frustrates me when people kind of refuse to see the movie because what do they think mm-hmm. it is? Because it really, it is a sobering thought to be like, oh, you know, we really don't understand what that shit's like. Yeah. You know, at all. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about this. <laughs> the, the, the fact that like what I was just saying, like you clocked me. What do you mean? Like I you knew you? I was gay. Like the day you met me. Oh, a thousand just, like, percent. Such proving the point. Like these people know, <laughs> but, but of course not everyone knew. Well, first I thought you were mean. <laughs> oh you were right. Oh, she's not mean. She's just gay. And then, no, no, no. It's not like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gay and mean. And then, and then I, I kind of, this, no, this is actually serious. I, this might make you cry. Cause this is really what happened. Oh no. At first, I thought that she was mean and defensive, <laughs> but I think that people don't like, like the thing, our workplace was like all about being very open, mm-hmm. but this workplace was very Christian-y. Yes. And I just, and I- It made me nervous and too, that's, and but that's, I was like, I need this job. That's so what I was picking gonna... up on. And then when I realized who you actually were, I was like, oh, so I'm just, I'm just a dumbass who didn't actually fucking understand. <laughs> but I, and then, then that's why I, I made like an effort to be like, okay, so- our first conversation was because she thought I might have been like a fucking one of those meta nights with the potato skirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad that I was somebody, and this sounds so corny, but like representation so important in yeah. with films like this and television yeah. because it, it doesn't just help people who are growing up. I'm going to fucking cry. I'm gonna, people who are growing up with this and, and, and are these people. Yeah. But it also helps people understand that these yeah. people yeah. Are, feel like they're outcasted and not understood yeah so i feel like 
between that and my father being a very open person kind of helped me understand it a lot better than other people did. Yeah. I mean, it's just a thing where it's like, you know, it's my workplace. And so it's like, not, and it's also a very Christian. So I'm like, y'all people don't need to know my fucking personal life. You don't need to know shit about me. You're like Bridget, who on an interview (laughs) said, and I'm gay. I'm gay. gay. Which I would never do. (laughs) I don't know why I did it. It just popped out of my mouth and she's like, that's okay. And I was like, okay. And then I did not get the job. Also because I'm mean. And so like, if somebody says like, oh, that's okay. I'd be like, I know it is. You're not that mean. I didn't fucking ask. You're not that mean. I'm a little mean, but it's all right. You're stern. I'm stern. You're stern. I'm no nonsense. Yeah. Just kidding. I have a lot of nonsense. But um, but stern I'm high nonsense. I feel like I feel like that understanding for me, as well as just like us actually getting to know each other, it was like me and you against that fucking place. Dude. I know it really was. So <laughs> I'm I'm glad that I got to see things represented like that throughout my life and to try to understand. And that's why this this particular podcast is so important to everybody here. Yeah. yeah. And it's mm-hmm. important to like support like the gay cinema. Like it's in, it's important to go out and actually give these films a try. Go see Tangerine. Yeah. Because it, it's go like, watch Ratatouille. Ratat- I'm telling you. Go watch fucking Ratatouille. <laughs> you know what you can do is uh you could watch Reservoir Dogs because, and then you could be ready cuz that's our next for next video. week. Ooh. Um like I always like to think like because my best friend growing up we went to a very small school a K through 12 with only 12,000 kids in the whole thing and she came out pretty young she came out at like 14 and like I was raised up until that point like very much like gay is not okay and Mm -hmm. like shit like that so like I I just wish that I would have seen this movie younger because I feel like in the er we're still best friends but I feel like in the early years it would have helped me like yeah, I, like Logan said, I think it's important for like um, people to understand, like, kind of your guys' perspective about what the fuck it's like to go through. And representation is also important for the physical, real community too, because yeah, right? mm-hmm. there are people who are sheltered from understanding this, and then they miss out on a lot of their real life. They'll wake up yeah. one day at thirty-five, married to fucking Craig, and <laughs> yeah, then they're right. real. No, I mean it's funny, right, but it's also yeah. like fuck. Yeah, and um, it's all because. This Judeo-Christian society bullshit who doesn't want to represent people as a whole as far as like all all forms of walks of life should be represented in cinema. Yeah. Because that cinema is about life itself. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who doesn't want to watch this fucking movie because they think, oh, it's just a bunch of gay cowboys, you're missing out on a great piece of cinema. Yeah. And I think like if I like for one, one thing I will say, too, is like your your media does not have to be about being gay to have gay people in it absolutely yeah. like not or every story people working in it yeah like not every story about gay people like with gay people and it has to be like about the strife of being gay yeah because like we know their strife guys yeah. <laughs> we're aware of the strife it's the same thing with, with ryan black murphy cinema. yeah not every like, god yeah, yeah ryan god murphy. i hate his i hate that man <laughs> um <laughs> ryan murphy if you're listening Ryan, you're on thin ice for being gay. Ryan Murphy, if you're casting for Hollywood season two, I can do a great old-timey Hollywood accent. <laughs> Please hire me. Thank you. Um, but but the other thing is, too, like... I can do it. Yeah, like I, wish, I, like, I, like, I wish that I had gotten to see more gay characters on TV when I was yeah. younger because then I wouldn't have had to have my gay awakening via Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow in Avengers. <laughs> Is that was that really your gay yes. awakening? Oh, yes, it was. That's fantastic. What was your I gay was like, awakening? Hold on, I like was watching Avengers. And I was like, hold on, I'm mm-hmm. having some feelings that I don't quite know how to place. <laughs> My well, gay awakening was uh, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Uh, Willow. Gays in it, you know? Like, I wish yeah. I had that. I had freaking Scarlett Johansson. You know, Willow. <laughs> Willow Which I mean, valid. Four. Yeah. Like, she came out and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, hold on a minute. Well, at first I was like, I'm not gay. I'm just an ally. And then I was like, I think I might be gay. Well, I did that thing that like, like at the very first, when I was very first watching Avengers, I was like, you know, I sort I had this like sort of thing where I was like, I didn't realize it is being connected to Scarlett Johansson at the Avengers. And I was like, you know, like, I'm straight, but like maybe the right girl would come along someday and change my mind. Like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I also used to say, yeah, it was bi, that's so part of it, right? Oh, like yeah. that's, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a process. Like, I know that this is, I know that this was kind of, um, scandalous for some people, but when like Nickelodeon came out with like the released, like LGBTQ characters and gay all SpongeBob stuff, bitch. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, have a, but, we have a little, Oh my light God. Switch. He's like our mascot. Cause he's gay. Yeah, he's, he's so gay. He's yeah. So, gay. so, um, Wait, let me when our landlord got this house, our one requirement was that they leave the, um, light Sponge switch. Oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Amazing. You almost you almost took me off my thought, but that no, is true. We we begged we that. begged your landlord to leave. Yeah. That. So um They're like please. Anyways. So like there there was not stuff for you guys to attach to as kids yes. that were gay characters. No. Right. And, and that, fucked up. It's the same thing with like So you know you have to make your own. That's why we had Remy. <laughs> That's what Remy was for. You gotta make your own gay characters. <laughs> and I, I think that um kids now are gonna have a lot more Yeah of yeah, a better sure. upbringing and understanding of who they are. And that that's just going to... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be more normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is I remember, fucking great. I remember, like, when <laughs> when Adam Lambert was on American Idol and he would, like came out and be like, yes, I'm gay. I was like, oh, my God. I know. People were freaked out. And then yeah, he, I know. he literally lost because he was yes, gay. he did. There was a conservative oh movement on the internet. To Dang vote on. for fucking David Archuleta that... The, the guy and, uh, wait let me finish yeah. this is important Sorry. this is very important this is something that's so fucking relevant there was a man who owned a cell phone company at the time called singular who worked for american idol he paid over a hundred thousand dollars to different people to vote for chris allen oh my god there you go gross fuck that they stopped using singular after that probably because it doesn't exist anymore but i <laughs> hope it was because that shit was fucked up i thought i always thought that was um an allergy pill and that's also why <laughs> old Simon Cowell boy um, decided to quit, I think, that, like, next season. Because he was really frustrated about all that happening. Yeah, Simon Cowell, sorry what we said about you. I mean, you still shouldn't have been in Scoop. Get oh, the we fuck haven't out. Sa- oh, we haven't said it yet. Ah! No, <laughs> wait. Um, Stop. We never seen Scoop. We never seen Scoop. We never seen Scoop. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we record all of our episodes in order. Yes, absolutely. We don't do, um, like, a whole bunch at once because everybody's lives are going crazy right now. Yeah, we, we, we do them. All, all in order. Yeah, it, one by one. You guys don't Every even know. Week. You guys think this red state's just a thing that you guys unfortunately live in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what that shit is. Oof. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, like so, so yeah. At least, oh, like a good thing is that like you know people have more media now, and yeah. they can see themselves in. And mm-hmm. also, it's and like it's also more accessible. Like it's good to see. Um, like gay people in kids shows because mm-hmm. absolutely because like if you're like eight you're not really gonna watch Brokeback I mean maybe you are gonna watch Brokeback Mountain <laughs> <Hopefully> <laughs> like, I don't think that you should be 
I don't think that you exactly need to see uh, Heath Ledger going in with no lube on the top of that mountain. Just the spin the hand. Honestly, like for that, Jake Gyllenhaal is stronger than any U.S. Marine. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Lord. the cowboy way. That's how, that's how we do it in Wyoming, boys. <laughs> Correct. But, uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more that I can even say. Good. Yeah, I mean, do you guys want to do ratings? Yeah, I'm ready for mm-hmm. that. I'm also so ready to pee, so. Okay. Whoever wants to rate it first. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. You go next. Fuck. I got to be the one who doesn't say 10 oh, out of 10. Oh, no. That's, I mean, it's fine. Damn it. It's all, really, okay, let me explain what the issues are with it. Okay. Um... My, my biggest issues are, even though I felt like it was effective, I wanted more time of them together on screen. Agreed. That's, that's just for me as like, I felt like I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Because there was a lot of dread. Now, granted, that's to pass a point, but plenty of movies can pass a point without the dread, much like Blindspotting did. Mm. It doesn't have to be dread the whole time. I feel like that movie kind of suffered from this. Also, sideburns doesn't age people. So I'm uh, going to go ahead and give an eight and a half out of ten. Okay, um, I would give I would give this movie like an A plus, but also it has a very special place in my heart for me. So yeah, I mean it's like other movies that later we might give really great ratings to. Like it's that me in particular, I've realized that for us, it's not just about. If it's like that incredible of a movie, sometimes it's just about how special it is to us. Yeah, sometimes how yeah, it makes you feel absolutely. in your heart. Now I'm gonna so go. So you pee. all keeping that that in mind for next week. I'm gonna go urinate now. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. Talk Hello. about a movie. All right. About a lady that's on fire. I would like a to picture start. Of her. <laughs> Should she <laughs> stop, drop, and roll? She didn't. She really didn't. She though. didn't. Like I, I was kind of like stop, drop, and roll, bitch. Like what are you doing? Stop, drop, and set up shop, bitch. Damn. <laughs> okay you wanted to start because you have opinions so uh well, we should say what it's about too n- nope right? let me get this nope. first it's about okay. a portrait of a lady it's on fire let me get this first oh, okay okay so i tried to watch it with franny she fell asleep i watched, fell asleep hard watched it again bridget also fell asleep but she did go back and finish but i did i watched it and i got this weird feeling uh-huh and i couldn't explain it and i would kept thinking why the fuck do I know what's going to happen like shot wise before I see it? Why am I so fucking familiar with this? Have I seen mm-hmm. it before? Have I seen Portrait of Lay on Fire? Did I see it like a family video or something? Cause, like, <laughs> I don't I, see how that would happen. Well, because it came out in 2019, but it really was made like late 2018. Oh, okay. But, oh, really? So it would have been like right on the cusp of when I could have seen it if I did. So I mm-hmm. thought maybe I saw it, but things were like kind of not exactly as I remembered them. Mm-hmm. but the shots were like, I could literally predict the next shot. Like I knew what yeah. artful shot they were going for. That's not something that even like the best film nerd could pick up on because the shots are individual to the director. So I thought, so I started trying to figure out if Portrait of on fire was like a remake. Right. So I mm-hmm. Googled it. Couldn't find anything until I came across a YouTube video. Okay. And it was, it was a comparison video. Uh-huh. Now when I was in high school, I went with a, very terrible girlfriend. Does she doesn't need any clout? Fuck you, bitch. Um, <laughs> but we went to a Criterion double feature at the Laporte Cinema. Okay. I saw Spellbound, the Alfred Hitchcock film, mm-hmm. and I saw Hitchcock. Persona. You saw Persona. Persona. Okay. 
Persona is a film. I don't think I've seen Persona. It's 1966. It's very old. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it. Persona is... But I know what it is. Yeah. So, the film... I don't know what it is. For those who don't know, is about a woman who's a stage actress and she has like a fucking mental breakdown or some shit. I can't exactly remember because I didn't really look into it because I knew it the moment I saw it. I don't remember the exact details. But she has a breakdown. And as a result, she's like a big stage actress. They're like, you know what? She needs to get some time away. She's been doing fucking performances like every goddamn night. So the people who are in charge of the play say, you know what? You need to get away. Go go to a beach. Relax. You're clearly having a moment. And um, she gets sent there with like a companion nurse lady. Mm-hmm. And um, they spend this time on an isolated island, exchanging gazes with each other, realizing that they're both lesbian. And the shots are ex- almost exactly identical to that in Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Huh. That's so, interesting. So I have, huh. there's a certain level for me, like bad times at the El Royale, right? Mm-hmm. I can handle the things that are lifted from Tarantino there and shots mm-hmm. that are stolen. And I think that if you want to make a good feature and you like something you see in a different film, you should be able to take that shot and make it your own. That's what art is. Art is free. Is the moment they let it out in the world, I think anybody should be able to use it. But there, I shouldn't have to watch a movie and actually predict the shots that are coming because mm-hmm. I've seen it before. Yeah. Now, granted, they're not the same film because the difference is one is a period piece and then the other one lings off into like a mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that all the most beautiful shots in this film, not exactly stolen because they're a little different, but there's just too really much. similar to. I mean, like, I'm not kidding when mm-hmm. I, like, I was, I knew where it was going. Yeah. They're not only similar, but they're in the same succession of each other. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's just a little bit, oh, I'm going to be very unpopular with this opinion. It's a little bit leaning on a Joker kind of vibe where I feel like mm-hmm. the shots were just a little too close. I think I would have to watch, watch Persona to There's, yeah. a, there's a good YouTube same. video that compares it, but okay. I think, I think. I think you're right in that you should watch the whole film because I yeah, don't. I wouldn't. I would not go as far as saying this is the same movie. I wouldn't. It's not Joker. This is not Joker. Yeah, but <laughs> it's leaning more towards for me plagiarism. Mm. Um, now that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah, and then there's one other thing I didn't like about it, but we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's kind of hard to get over. Not because I feel like she shouldn't like. Like I'm, I love the inspiration, and mm-hmm. clearly that is an that is a film that inspired this director. Yeah, which is fantastic. But there should have been a little bit more originality. Yeah, with those shots. If if you guys agree with me, you'd have to see it for yourself. But yeah, from I what think I, I, would, right, I, I think I would have to watch Persona right, to make yes, the judgment I agree. on. I can say this though: it wasn't like I found it and was like, "Oh, these two are similar." I actually pulled it from my fucking memory. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. when it came out. So that's one thing I will give it. It was familiar enough for me to pull it out of the most re- back recesses of my mind because I, I barely even remembered the movie or the event I saw it in. It took mm-hmm. me re-seeing it to remember that I had seen it. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of controversial thing I was talking about mm-hmm. where I feel like I'd like this movie a lot more if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And that made it really painful for me to watch because mm-hmm. I knew yeah. the beautiful shots. Because, by the way, Shot in 8K. This is like one of the most gorgeous movies you'll ever see. Yeah, like gonna, the color. Like, in and your the... whole life, you'll probably mm-hmm. not see a movie this gorgeous again. Right. Just like the the color and the scenery and like the way that the, the shots are set up. The, la- mm-hmm. the lack of music. And when it's incorporated, yeah. it's incredible. Like like I was saying, this movie is all nearly perfectly helmed. Mm-hmm. 
it just kind of feels like to me it was like an art student's perfect helming of a film that already exists. Like it could have done a little bit more to be like I would have preferred if you're gonna take shots, they gotta be. If you can even use all the same shots because they weren't exact, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that they were in the same order. That's yeah. what frustrates me because then I knew where it was going. Like, like for instance, none of the Silver Lake. There were mm-hmm. definitely Hitchcockian shots in that film, right? Yeah. But th- I didn't know when they were coming. With this right. movie, I did. Yeah. That's a big problem for me because then it really ruins my immersion. Like, here we go. Here's the gaze. And there it is. Yeah. Um, now, what I liked about this movie is that it's got fucking incredible performances in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, this movie is like watching the most intense game of like tennis you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. The rebuttals and the speaking back to one another are so engaging and like yeah. so stressful that like the dialogue and the performances in this film are fucking fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I like you talked about the lack of music and I really like that. And then also like there, there is a lot of like background noise in this movie, mm-hmm. yeah. which no, I don't, it's, it's which not I don't silent. It's just no music. And you know? it's all right. like at times it's almost kind of loud, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. Like mm-hmm. when they're on the beach, you hear the, the waves like really mm-hmm. loudly. Yeah. And even like, I noticed kind of when they were walking, you get that like really very pronounced, like shuffle of their dresses and like the click of their shoes and stuff. And I thought that was really interesting. Like the way that that noise kind of surrounds you when you watch the movie, I thought it was really interesting. And they mm-hmm. had a way to really use the light to reflect a softness and an yeah. anger. Like they would use that AK and the lighting and ch- the lighting choices, which by the way, the, the director of photography on this film, mm-hmm. like the DP deserves a nomination. If nothing else, that is the most powerful player in this film is the way it looks. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean incredible. it wasn't an egg it, it wasn't an 8K for no reason. No, I mean they they yeah. wanted this movie was about a portrait and art and they wanted to make it the whole film look that way. Right. Um, and it like yeah, a lot of the shots feel like a painting. I mean literally I mean I can't yeah. e- there wasn't mm-hmm. an ugly shot in the whole movie. No. I'll, I'll I'll even say that. Were there shots over familiar with? Yes. Yeah, but and I mean, they were great were when I saw shots. them the first time yeah. too. And I loved all the scenes of the, of her painting and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I did too. I found that really like fascinating and beautiful to watch. It like the mm-hmm. the painting and the sketching and all of that. I really enjoyed. And then, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I sorry. couldn't help but wonder if they like used someone else. They did, yeah. Okay. I can't remember her name, but I actually looked it up that there is an artist that did all of the paintings for the film mm-hmm. and she would like do them to match the moods and stuff like that. And I think that That's they impressive. actually did before, maybe before this movie came out or around the same time, there's actually an art show with all of the art from the mm-hmm. film. Um, oh, that's really cool. Which is interesting. Uh, I'll say this too. Um, this, this movie also has a really cool concept with not just like, th- obviously there are progressive messages all throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the point of the movie is. It's really trying to pass along these messages. Um, but there is also a really cool idea that they play with where I don't think you get it a lot in like the male perspective of cinema mm-hmm. where there's a lot of equality mm-hmm. written in this film. Right down to the mm-hmm. fact that like, let's go with like the, like there's like a, like for instance, when you're a painter, now you guys probably know more about this than I do, but I've always understood that a painter is, it, it needs to be like kind of a genuine relationship if you're painting someone mm-hmm. and they need mm-hmm. to be submissive to your drive. They need yeah. to be ready to have you take them on. What I found so interesting is that the camera work would be like zoned in on, I think her name was Marianne, right? 
The painter was Marianne. And the Eloise was the, yeah. Was the, the, the girl. The lady, the titular lady on fire. The lady on fire. Right, yes. Are you okay, Franny? Oh, no. I broke just. This is very interesting on the podcast right now. <laughs> I don't see it. I feel like it must have flown away. I think so, too. I'm not seeing it come off of you. So yeah, I mean, I didn't see. Anyway, back to the art film Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's no bugs on her titties, so we can continue. Um, I found it really cool that the the cinematography and, and the actual aspect ratios were like heightened on Marianne and then like wides mm-hmm. for Eloise, right? Yeah. And then as the film progresses, the literal aspect ratios start to cross over. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the film, the reason why the portrait works now is because they both were in the equal position. Yeah, and because... I didn't know that. And at least because, that's how... I mean, that's my interpretation. Yeah, and I mean, and it's about like, you know what it means to have a relationship and for a relationship to be equal because the first portrait didn't work out because she was painting it in secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was loving her in secret, basically. And not only that, but and she And they was were loving each other in secret. But then when you open it up and let, let it be equal mm-hmm. and let it be mutual, then you're able to create something better. And then that also carries over with, like, she was coming at it as the powerful party. She was the, right. the lead in their in in their discourse, but as the film went on and they found the love for each other, they found the mm-hmm. respect for each other to, for one to open up more and the other one to maybe be a little bit stronger and stand on their own. Um, yeah. And then there's another, I mean, there's the obvious scene that we want to talk about the, the, the scene where they talk about the story, right? Yeah. Um, that, I love yeah. that scene. That's, mm-hmm. that's a really powerful thing because I think that other than just the overarching obvious story, it gives mm-hmm. to the rest of the film. It also kind of has a thing where it has to do with Eloise's, like, entrapment, too. Yeah. Like, the way that she says, well, maybe he said her name. Or, yeah, or maybe, like, she told him to turn around. Yeah. That is taken in the sense of you know that Marianne's going to have the poet's choice, right? Like she's going to do the exact same fucking thing in the story. Yeah. For the reason that she said. But also, I think it has to do with Eloise saying, like, I if I'm trapped and I wish I had the ability like even after death I feel like I'm still gonna be trapped mm-hmm. in this and I wish I had the ability to just tell him to turn the fuck around and fucking leave like leave yeah, me yeah it's like I give you permission to move on for mm-hmm. me yeah mm-hmm. and, and also in the sense of just like even the person she doesn't want to be with she's giving that message to like I just want you to go like I just want to be left alone I'd yeah. rather be alone than be with you yeah and that's shown by the fact that she's literally fucking art and thieves running away from this bitch trying to paint her right <laughs> like she really doesn't want to be with this man it's very fucking obvious um that was that was great i do have an issue with a different scene though yeah and i just like i i wanted to say one thing about that like yeah, i love I, I love that myth and i like and i think that 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 interpretation of it was really interesting like Mm -hmm. he makes the choice to remember her Mm -hmm. and like that's also the choice that marianne ends up making is she makes the choice to To remember remember their time Mm -hmm. together instead of try to prolong it in in a way that would be unnatural and then it makes all the wedding dress scenes make sense right Mm -hmm. because at first you're kind of like why does why the fuck do we keep seeing this bitch in a wedding dress like it's like it's because she's like a ghost you know it's the memory of her it's also the last thing you know she yeah 
until it wasn't, which is you know, another yeah. thing I have an issue with. But but like, I also I really liked how um, that kind of was played back in with the painting mm-hmm. and like the the sort of last scene where you see that it's Marianne's painting mm-hmm. of that same of Orpheus mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Eurydice. So I don't know. Um, but like you and like how you see that that's like, like that she's painted that and that, and then they say like, it's interesting that you have them looking at each other because you know, to her, that's a representation of that relationship where they both choose the hard thing, which is to leave each other. And I, I really like that. I really so, liked how that tied back in. Let's talk about return of the King, right? <laughs> let's talk about return of the King. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we can do that. Return of the King. Uh, another, another hallmark of gay cinema. Yeah. Well, okay. Why not? I, I could see that. I'm not going to deny it on the fucking pride episode. Um, I mean, so whoever in the comments said, uh, remember that Lord of the Rings comment that yes. like Frodo and Sam were doesn't have friends. to be gay all the time. Doesn't so fucking funny. Time. That's good stuff. Um, but, but this uh, episode does have to be gay. All yeah, the time. It, it is Definitely. gay all the time. Um, I feel like, like me return of the King <laughs> had too many fucking endings. And I know that this movie is very artistic in its choices, but for me, I would have felt so much more filled if it really was the last time she saw her was in the dress when she turned around and the film just cuts. Now, I understand the painting scene and the next scene where she's showing the page and like it's letting her know that little idol, like I'm forever thinking about you. Mm-hmm. That's powerful and all. Yeah, I really like that scene. I did too. But for the, and then also another scene where they're in the opera essentially together and they're playing that music that she played for her earlier. I get that too. But I feel like if, if you're going to make such a, powerfully symbolic dynamic film you can't let yourself get carried away with multiple endings i wanted a finality and the issue is is like i just felt like they wanted a finality three times now i would have been okay with it if it flowed easier into like one of the better endings but it didn't it was like hard cut ending hard cut ending hard cut ending yeah i think it could have like transitioned to them a little bit because i don't even have an issue with all the symbolism i think it's all great but it's the way that you're like, that ended. All right. Oh, no, no, it's not over yet. Another ending. Oh, here we go again. Not the ending. Oh, we ended on an ending that I feel like was actually worse than the two before it. Because the yeah, page like the number art. is fantastic in its yeah. own right. Yeah, it really And then was. the wedding dress is fantastic in its own right. And it does, it does offer a difference in how you perceive the film because mm-hmm. of the way it ends and the message it gives. But you have, when you are making something so powerful and dynamic and something that literally like doesn't show that anywhere like the rest of the film is so controlled Mm -hmm. and its choices it doesn't give like there may be multiple meanings to certain things Mm -hmm. but everything's really finite in the sense that like this is what happened this is the symbolism for it it's up to you to discern what it means but Mm -hmm. there's no second guessing what this meant and that meant this ending kind of it's it halts things and it feels like it's trying to do too much. Yeah, I mean, especially I, in the way it's edited. Apart. Though I liked that scene of her listening to the music that she played for her. I felt and like that like, could totally been cut out. I, I felt like yeah, it just didn't feel like the right way for the movie to end. Like maybe if we had seen it before the painting, like then, situation. But then how would we know that what her last time seeing her was? You know. Uh, yeah. And then my other issue with it, too, is it just felt like the director... Um, now, this is sometimes... This happens with, with directors. I mean, they get involved in these stories, and they mean a lot to them. Felt like she couldn't let go of her characters. Mm-hmm. That's an issue, because what you're doing at that point when you don't let go of your character is you're not giving them the depth you've given them 
the whole time at the yeah. end. You know, like you're cheapening the ending by giving it three. That's what I love fucking Return of the King. Return of the King is a masterpiece. It could have done with less endings though. <laughs> I just feel that way and I feel that way about this movie. And then there's one other scene I have to pick apart. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys think I don't like it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I watched no, it a I don't, second I don't time. I feel like you don't like it. Okay, good. Um, I feel like the abortion reenactment scene has some issues just conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest issue is that the literal build-up to the scene, like, okay, so you're you're with these three characters the whole time, right? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. super endearing. You fucking love the shit out of them. Like, you really want things to go well for these people you genuinely care. Yeah. And they, they there is kind of like a, we're, we're you know, I don't. I can't think of a better example of this. It was like an artsy animal house moment where pe- they were spending time together and yeah. it was camaraderie, and they were being able to be them true selves mm-hmm. without worrying about the taboos of reality and what people judge them for doing. Right. They were able to hang out and be real. The abortion scene for me feels kind of like it's just so over the top. The scene of the abortion itself, or no, them the reenacting it? Okay. The reenactment. The scene of the abortion itself was really powerful. I think. It, like, mm-hmm. like the painting and everything makes sense to me too. Yeah. But just the physical action of them acting it out for the painting, for me, I it just kind of felt, this sounds so fucking mean, but just how I felt in the moment, it felt goofy. Felt like if like a bunch of people at a sleepover broke out a Ouija board and started like playing around, mm-hmm. I just felt like that was a show us less kind of moment. We're smart enough to understand what happened with yeah, the painting. Right. We don't need them to act it out for us. And in a way, especially since it makes it feel kind of campy, and also like that they're taking joy in something that I mean, granted, it's a it's I'm the last person to decide your choice in the matter. I'm yeah. I do not get a fucking say in that conversation. But at the same time, it's it's never an easy choice for anybody. Mm-hmm. So when they kind of bring light to it, if I feel like that's not within the characters personalities i didn't really take it that way like i I took i took the the abortion is sort of something there's a bug on the table um where Where? it's a little guy just flew away um it's something that like sort of signified like how how trapped heloise is because you know sophie gets to make these choices about her body Mm -hmm. um and she gets to make the choice about what's going to happen to her and heloise doesn't get to do that and so um and i think that that's sort of a comment on you know how wealth traps Mm -hmm. heloise in ways that it doesn't trap marianne or sophie Mm -hmm. yeah um but i sort of took that scene as like heloise imagining what it would be like to have that yeah. sort of agency yeah and that i, that I took from it too mm-hmm. I, I understood that so it was, i didn't really sense see it as being like campy or fun i see it as like this is something that we should capture yeah, i, see, I that, think that's that's my issue with it though so when they i understand the concept of like they she felt liberated because they were reenacting something that was like you know mm-hmm. that was right that was their right and yeah. their right to choose and they were getting to live in that moment and kind of surrogately live and, and it was, in a sense, symbolic for their own relationship that they can't have, mm-hmm. right? I understand that. But there is... When you're literally shooting the scene, you have to consider how reserved and subdued the rest of the film is where we didn't actually need to see them acting it out. Just, and it's not like I'm offended by mm-hmm. it. I just felt like it took away from it. I, I feel like I when just, people see this movie, sense. they're going to take that moment and be like, oh my gosh, this movie's so pushy with... And like, fuck the people who think that. But I feel like it's it's more powerful 
when you take it through the subdued messages of the rest of the film, there's things that are painted or suggested that aren't shown on screen that Mm -hmm. are powerful. For me, that just kind of felt like they were taking something that could be really powerful if it was an essence instead of an action. I don't know. I, I, I liked that scene. I, I, also I, don't, did. Also, I don't have the same issue with it. You do, but I see where you're like coming from. Mm-hmm. I also see, but it's definitely like a matter of opinion yeah. for the film. Yeah. And, and I feel yeah. like also, um, because I'm so sour on some of the shots used in mm-hmm. the film, maybe that's why I'm extra critical. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just, just a bias for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I, I'm not going to like sit here and be like, man, I loved every shot in this movie because I loved every, shot in the sense of the way it looked i just feel like a lot of it was unoriginal so maybe that's why i get mm. frustrated especially when there's parts of the movie that have that subdued um action where like things are happening and you're not seeing it and those are like the most powerful scenes like when they're on the the beach and there's the the lady singing mm-hmm. there is so much being said there and also none of it like yeah. there, there's so much you get from that with the flames being bigger and the like the isolation of like the the noise coming mm-hmm. around you and the liberation of being able to look upon each other. Yeah. That that was a really good scene. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the best scene, like one of the yeah. best scenes in the whole movie. Um, that I wanted out of the painting mm-hmm. of the abortion and the mentioning of it. But I get that people think it's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just feel like, man, when you have that kind of scene, I feel like you're masterful at subduing in this story. Like it's already so such a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Why give us something that out in the open when mm-hmm. you've already given us everything in this slow? Yeah, sweet I mean, burn? I see your point, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a matter of yeah. Opinion. I want to talk about that. Like, just I thought this was like interesting and creative. That armpit scene. <laughs> yeah, I literally Bridget thought that was a pussy. For a second, I was like, "Hold is up!" Is that why you said there was a, a pussy before? No. Oh, okay. I mean, there like is it's kind when of. She wakes up. There is. Yeah, I know. I, I know what you're talking about, but. Yeah. But yeah, I but I but honestly, like jokes aside about that armpit looking like a pussy, I like that scene a lot. I do too. It has a, I think it was really cool with like perspectives and stuff. Also, like the the drug that they use is like a real thing that witches would use. They called it like flying ointment or something, and like you would put it on your skin like that, um, and it would make you feel good. So huh. yeah, that, that's like a real yeah, thing. I, I actually googled it. That's cool. That is cool. I, I don't just, have much to say about it. Yeah, I, just thought it I just thought it was a neat little fun fact. <laughs> that that's wish, a real thing. I wish I had more to say about it, but I was such a clo- it was such a closed vision on how I felt about the movie. I knew exactly everything I wanted to say. Yeah, and I mean, I also like, and I also like the scene where um, you know Marianne is drawing herself uh, in the I book for her. I thought yeah, I really like that scene. Change it, and then that's also like a really cool, like that's what makes the twenty eight scene mm-hmm. doesn't work without like the real like gentle equality scene of them giving it to each other yeah like, yeah, like without then- that scene that ending scene doesn't work at mm-hmm. all not just in the sense that it's literally how it's explained but also yeah. there is a good reincorporation for you there because the, the it's showing a vulnerability yeah and it's something that it's something that heloise asked for and wanted was to have that you know mm-hmm. right that book um and yeah, just like the placement of the mirror and like, you know, Marianne seeing herself in her in such a way. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about just like literally drawing out how badass Marianne is in the beginning by her jumping in the water and grabbing her shit? Yeah, I know. I love that. That. Was, that, was, that was so important for me. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, are they going to just be like so fucking like boring and eight, you know, 18th century about every fucking thing. No, she fucking dived in there. Like it was fucking fear factor dog. Right. It let like, you know that she's a go getter. Like I literally looked at Madison. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they would row after it. Hmm. 
Like she could have <laughs> just asked. She's like, fuck them. I don't need but them. But she doesn't need them. She don't need those bitches. To do it, yeah. Yeah, she's my favorite character for yeah, sure. Yeah, I loved her. I mean, I like <laughs> Eloise too, but I think Marianne's like yeah. absolutely the intro character for everybody in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the maid's cool too. I forgot her name. Sophia. I think her name's Sophie. Sophie, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I know you slept for Annie, but did you have any like thoughts about what you saw or like how did um, you feel about it? <sighs> I mean, I like... Hmm. I, I think it was kind of... I, I would need to rewatch it to have too many opinions. I think I just underestimated how tired I was when we put it in. It's also... I, it's not like a movie you can throw on when you're tired. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. yeah. You. I really liked the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that, like you said, it looked like a painting. Um, I did like a lot of the symbolism with that, um, especially with that mythology story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I liked at the end... Her kind of completing that picture was symbolic of her like giving her away to like yeah. this dude yeah. and like her pretty much saying like I I know I can't have you so I have to just yeah. give you up. Rather I thought that was sad. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I just I can't really form too many yeah. good opinions on it honestly. And like though all of it was very beautiful, there were some points where it kind of got a little slow. Um, I yeah, mean, I definitely yeah. felt like it was slow. People who see this can't deny that that if you're not ready for like a real slow burn, you're going to yeah. be fucking bored. Like you can't watch this out of, out of wanting like just to watch something. Yeah. You need to watch it out of necessity of wanting to like, really yeah, be taken over, in. you know? Yeah. Right. Like, like yeah. When I went into it, I watched it the first time with her and it was like, I recognized things and then I looked into all mm-hmm. of them and then I rewatched it. I felt much better about it when I was intrigued to dig into it. Versus yeah. when it felt like podcast homework, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, and it, I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed it more, like the, the action time. of watching it the second mm-hmm. time. And I think it really helped improve my score because to be honest with you, when I watched it the first time, I was just frustrated because I was like, yeah. here we go, that shot and that shot. Yeah. And like that yeah. really affected me the first time. And the second time I knew it was there. And so right. I went so in and like- it just felt, I got, I got to just experience the, literal glow that it mm-hmm. gives you like the yeah. absolute mm-hmm. immaculate color and performances like there's not a bad performance in this movie yeah like even uh, there's not a bad scene in this movie yeah so but it's not perfect but yeah but for uh, what it is i but think yeah it is, and it's really good and it's like one of the better lesbian movies we have so i would I mean, agree with that if it's still up for oscar contention which is always like back and forth what people actually yeah. think technically came out in 2020 so i think it is um it should win best foreign picture but I don't think it should be nominated for Best Picture in general. I can already tell you that. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. It's hard to say yeah. with how weird like movie stuff is right now. So I, I just think that um, unless you're like a movie movie person, mm-hmm. there's not broad appeal here. Yeah, at all. I think that's true. Where Parasite kind of had that, there's not a lot for people to latch on to if they're not willing to really take it in. Yeah. They'll yeah. just think it's a boring lesbian movie where they look at each other a lot because but if, if you don't, being, that's if you what being a lesbian is all about, baby. It's just looking yeah, at each other a lot. If you I don't can't get tell the you how much Madison and I look at each other. Oh, that's cute. I'm looking at Bridget right now. Oh. Is, hey. that, is that how it started? Did it start with the glances? No, no it started with a, with a Tinder swipe, baby. Really did you guys did. work at the same We workplace? did, but we weren't together. Oh. Like, we weren't. I was dating a man at the time. I and mean, you like, guys I, just I got gay vibes from Bridget, but like, I was also in a relationship, I think, at the time. Oh. Yeah. Or like, maybe I had just gotten out of one. I don't really remember. 
Um, so no, oh, gay Zeus. Oh, you want to no. know? You want to know something funny though? Huh? We went on our first date, and we we like hung out for a really long time on our first date. Yeah. Oh my god, um, you're telling the story. Yeah, and and it's we the Pride episode. Yeah, it's Pride episode, so we have to tell our gay story. Um, <laughs> and it was really cute. Like first date, we went to we met at a coffee shop and then my work was hosting an art show for like people in the community and so we went to that art show and then we walked back to the house where i was living at the time Mm -hmm. and you know also also i'll I'll out myself here i definitely tripped on that walk like i almost (laughs) fell but then i but then like bridget extended a hand to help me up and then i just like kept holding her hand it was really cute (laughs) because i was like well this is where we are now that's but anyway so we were holding hands walking through this park back to my house and then like I don't know. I think he just hung out and like laid in my bed for a little bit or we like laid in bed for a while, like two hours for a couple hours. And then at some point Bridget turns to me and she's like, so this is a date, right? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was, I thought no, so. We're just hanging out. Well, Up like, to this point, I was thinking yes. But just two gal pals on a couch. Platonic handhold. Just two girls hanging out. Yeah. Just two Christian <laughs> ladies watching. What's what's something Christian? They Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. I think there are um, lesbians on Grey's Anatomy. As a matter of fact, are there, there I, are don't, I don't watch it, but I think there are. Probably because we're not Christian. Let us women. know in the comments. Probably. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, let us know. Yeah, but yeah, Bridget asked me. You. Bridget asked me if it was our first, it was a, if it was a date on our first date. Because you said, "Do you want to catch up?" Yeah, like that was the like, phrase. Catch yeah, up. We knew each other already. Yeah. Obviously, so it was I a was date. Like, it was on Tinder. She might catch you in her arms. I mean, <laughs> she almost had to catch me. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. I was real. I was real nervous there. I thought I was. I, I thought tripped. she was gonna die. I thought she was. I, gonna I face don't even know what I tripped on. I just know that I tripped. I think it was like a thing in the like a sidewalk thing. You were all clumsy because you were just falling in love. Hey, you got Fergie. me slipping. Oh, that's Franny's favorite song. Yeah. Don't start. No, that's, like, that's, that's one of my favorite songs no. in fourth grade. Nice. That was Get my favorite song. Get the fuck out of here, Fergie. You're that's not. Cute. You're not on the podcast. Thank you. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I used to listen to it. In the oh, and then lab. like, and then we like became an official couple like yeah. two weeks after. Oh, and the way we became an official couple <laughs> Are you was Bridget. This one too yeah, was Bridget said, uh, "Hey, so I've been telling people you're my girlfriend." And I was like, "I guess that makes me your girlfriend." Then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I've been telling people at work that you're my girlfriend." And oh uh, my god, I'm gonna fucking throw up. It's so. Cute. And I was like, like okay. I had planned that out. Like I, I didn't know else how to be like, "Hey, can you be my girlfriend now?" Because I really like you. <laughs> So I was yeah, just so like, she just went with, I've already decided you are. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, brought her lunch oh. or dinner. I can't remember which one I think it was. it was lunch. I think it was lunch. I recall it being lunch. Um, and I got to learn her least favorite things. I learned very early on that she did not like olives or avocado. Correct. So what? Avocado. I don't, I don't like it. There's three things you learned about Mass when you first meet her. She doesn't like olives, avocados, which I knew. And you don't like home alone. Did you know that I didn't like olives or mm-hmm. avocados? Sure did. I didn't know you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until and now. Yeah, I don't like I Home Alone. I don't That's really know too. Madison. Mm-hmm. You know I didn't plenty. know any of those. You don't know I don't like <laughs> Home Alone? Dude, that <laughs> was the I first like I thing I learned. I feel like I talk about hating Home Alone so much. And the reason why I knew you didn't like the other shit was because you told I me I work about and we're ordering food. Like, I, need, I don't like these things because I literally asked you, what things will you not eat? Oh, okay. And you're like only these things. And then I you didn't said say something bananas. Else. You said something else too. I don't know if it was. Bananas. I knew about bananas. I don't like bananas. You said you wouldn't do Mountain Dew. I remember that was very distinct. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't like it. Because I was she like, like I was it. like, if we get pizza, what do you want Mountain Dew with it? And you were I just said like, absolutely not. I think you were like, that's fucking outrageous or something like that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I probably said, listen here, you cunt. <laughs> knowing, knowing it, us working there, probably. Right. We probably did say that. Um, 
but yeah, no, I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't like, I don't like, oh, oh that's a lie. I like Sprite, but it's really like Sprite and then like your classic like brown sodas Colas, and that's about it. Stuff like that. I don't like fruity shit. Yeah. I don't know why. Ironic. Like just drink juice. Ironic. Haha. Funny. You like fruits. Yeah. I, I got you. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Um, should we rate this movie now? I think Franny needs to sit out the rating. No offense. Yeah, okay, I, that's I fair. can't fairly I, I rate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. I, I mean, if you want to rate it, I wouldn't be offended by it. But like, I feel like I'd be offended by me rating it. I feel <laughs> I mean, like I can't. I don't feel that strongly about it. So. I feel like I can't justifiably rate it. And okay. I'd, I want to stay true to my ratings. Okay. Eight out of ten. I would give it like a solid B plus. I would give it a six and a half out of ten. Fair enough, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. It could have been so much better. I think, so I just said the I think maybe, same thing. I think maybe if I watched Persona and like it felt we the same just, way. We should just review Persona. Wait, we could do that. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. We could do well, like an old movie setup. Like we could review Dark Passage and Persona. That would be fun. Dark, Dark what about? Passage. I don't know. Never mind. We'll, we'll have my we party gotta, on. No, no, never. Not, not, not. Never mind. This is the fucking Pride episode. I'm not silencing a lesbian. Yeah, on the you say what you want to say, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever seen um, Sunset Boulevard? Yes. I have not. That's a really that fucking good movie. Too. It's a great movie. She hasn't. I haven't seen That's it. That's why I brought I it up. I have not seen it either. We should it's watch. real good. Most people, this is a common double feature. They do Sunset Boulevard Cin- Cinema Paradiso. It's a, it's a, it's like a, a tradition. Like they go together. Yeah. yeah. So we can watch fun. Sunset Boulevard and then Cinema Paradiso together. That'd be fun. I like that. I've never seen the second movie. It's, it's about an Italian cinema. This is not us making promises to do anything. We're just spitballing. No. We're just spitballing. Fact, next Wait. episode of the podcast. Yeah. We're going to do the Pulp Fiction. And no, then after that. Wait, no. Yeah. No. We're doing Reservoir Dogs next. Fuck. I always say that. Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> maybe Pulp Fiction one day. Who knows if we're organized We enough. will do Pulp Fiction one day. It's just not next week. Um, sorry, Reservoir <laughs> Dogs. It just feels like it's in the past because we record shit all crazy. Yeah. But then after Reservoir Dogs, we will be doing Scoob and the Red State underrated movie, uh, hey. Kevin Smith's Red to State. To be clear, it's just called Red State. It's not the Red State, but the way you said it made it sound it was I was the just, you Red know, State. It's one of my... My fa- it's my absolute favorite director mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite movies of his it's really fucking cool I think that if you guys want to check it out you can get it on VOD from like iTunes or Google Play Store you probably like- can't buy it on DVD I think it's what we learned is that it yeah, was hard to buy no, it's hard to get a physical copy because Kevin Smith has values and it has, has gay has rights in it definitely it check kind it out of does, it's I a guess. Kind of, it's a little decent pride month movie I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I would. I would it's not a happy yeah. gay film. Don't go no. into this I mean, expecting Ratatouille or some shit. No, <laughs> it's not Ratatouille. I want to make that very clear. Oh my gosh. Um, and Reservoir Dogs. I think you can. You can definitely get it on like Amazon Prime and other like VOD. Yep. Type and stuff. And if you have Stars and Hulu, you can get it that way. If you have both those subscriptions, oh, already, it is free. Huh. Um, and if you're me, you can watch a DVD copy. With no, with no subtitles. No same, same with mine. Mine's a VHS burn to um, DVD copy, so it doesn't nice. even have really a menu. Mine is like I have a. Huh. I don't really like my DVD copy. I think it's like a remastered version, but it actually looks worse. I want to get the Blu-ray. I, I, just, like, I, I was yeah. thinking about getting the whole Tarantino pack, but I have I so bet many. That's fucking expensive. It's fifty dollars. It's not that's that much. That's actually not that bad. Not that and bad. it's got everything up until Hateful Eight. Like it doesn't have Hateful Eight or or Once yeah. Upon a Time. It has all the ones before it. Yeah. Um, but my issue with it is I have so many of the movies already. That it seems silly to... It seems so fucking stupid for me to buy the pack. But yeah. Maybe what I'll do is I'll buy the pack because it's cheaper and then just sell the things shit I already have. Yeah. Were you saying that you could only watch your Reservoir Dogs DVD in full screen? Yeah. That's sad. It literally is burned from a VHS. That's crazy. Like, you That's know, like insane. when you went to like transfer stores yeah, like Blockbuster yeah. and shit? Yeah. 
I have one copy like that, and then I also have uh, Gangs of New York like that. Yeah, mine I bought it from like a video rental place, and it was pretty cheap when I bought it. Mm-hmm. It was like five dollars or something. It's on the case still. Probably. Um, and then yeah, and then it's it's got a widescreen disc and a full screen disc. They're separate discs. That's great. It is great, and um, yeah, there's no subtitles. And again, I think that it looks a little kind of weird because it's like a remastered version. I think I does the full screen disc have subtitles? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. I never watched the full screen disc. Because it, full screen used to be the main, so maybe that was the one with subtitles. Huh. We'll have to find out. I, I, don't, I don't know. I always pick widescreen. I never watch full screen. Well, I mean, but if you have subtitles, it might be beneficial for people who haven't seen it before to watch well, the full yeah, screen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I don't know that information personally because I watch the widescreen disc. Yeah, But it absolutely. might have subtitles on the full screen disc. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Anywho. Anywho, Reservoir Dogs <laughs> next week. The week after that, Scoob and Red State. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the f- you'll find well, out. You'll find out later. You'll find out when you listen to them because you have to actually want- listen to the podcast. It wouldn't make sense. Um, also, guys, <laughs> please support us on Patreon. Pretty please. Please. We'll tell really cool stories to you. Mm-hmm. We'll post fun um, content like that. Yeah. Yes. That would be much appreciated. All right, guys. <sighs> All right. Happy All right. Pride. We love you. Support Happy your Pride. local gay podcast. <laughs>